Hello there, and welcome to Casual Fridays, the podcast where weekly themes are discussed through personal experiences, anecdotes, and some storytelling. I am your host, Dada, and this podcast is part of my I Read Aloud channel, where I read fairy tales, short stories, children's stories, poetry, letters, and excerpts. So if you like such content, make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. I also wanted to know that this podcast airs every Friday on the following platforms. YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Listen Notes, RSS, and Spotify. Today's episode is on creativity particularly how creativity is affected by our mental state, our mental health, or our mental well-being. There is a common misconception that creativity is a gift, that you are either born with it or not, but that is a misconception. It is very wrong. Creativity is actually linked to the imagination, and it can be cultivated and grown just like a plant And as long as you have imagination, you have creativity. The two are definitely interlinked. Now, psychological research has shown that there are three main types of creativity. There is what is called exploratory creativity, where you basically try to explore new ideas, of course, based on an existing premise. You explore something that exists and you try to expand on it. There is something called transformational creativity, where there is an idea that pre-exists and you transform it into something that is more or less new. And there is something called a combinational creativity, where you can do both, do the exploration and the transformation of creativity. Now, there is a famous saying by William Inge, that originality is undetected plagiarism because the idea is that true originality doesn't exist. Originality as a thought, as a concept in creativity is a myth. And the idea is that whatever ideas you have come from pre-existing concepts and ideas, but you're not really aware of it. And that's that's why William Inge says it's undetected plagiarism, meaning that you're not aware that you're plagiarizing because you just have these ideas in your head uh, as a result of your knowledge, your uh, general information, and so when you come up with this creative idea, supposedly you believe it's actually an original thought or something that is completely new when it is not. Now, there are ways to boost your creativity. There are ways to work on enhancing your creativity. One of those ways is to keep learning. And so what I do is um, whenever there's a new concept out there that I don't know or that is unfamiliar to me, I immediately research it. I, I re-watch a movie about it. I read something about it. And it's interesting. I always feel that I'm learning something new every day, especially with, you know, the, the AI today, with social media, with all sorts of research tools you have at your hands in your phone. You can always keep learning something new. And this is something that, for me, it's very fulfilling. Another thing you can do to boost your creativity is to do what you love. And it doesn't have to do with your job. 
I mean, your job could be something that you do just to do to, to get a paycheck, but then you have to find some things to do in your day that you love, some hobby, something that you enjoy doing, or else what's the purpose of life? And when you do something you love, it enhances your creativity. Let's say you like to whittle, you know, to work with wood. And so whenever you do that, your creativity is oozing out of you because you look at this piece of wood and you try to imagine what shape it could take, for example, just like that's one small example about a small hobby and can be applied to anything really. Um, the, the most important thing is that you create a safe space for self-expression. Um, I have an area in my house that I feel, you know, is always ready for me. If I want to write something, if I want to take down some notes, if I want to read something, everything is at the top of my fingers in a sense. And it's important that you create a, some some safe space where you can express yourself. And you have to make time for creativity, of course. Um, you know, if you don't make time for it, it's not going to happen. So if you like whatever hobby you like to do, when you make time for it, you're making time for creativity in that sense. Um, it's important to ask for people's opinions. And even when I'm preparing episodes, I sometimes ask my friends, you know, what they would think of a topic, what's their take on a topic I want to discuss. Sometimes I even ask them, you know, if they have any topic in mind they'd like me to bring up. And this episode actually today is inspired by a friend of mine who uh, asked me to talk about uh, mental well-being or mental states and uh, and some of her favorite, favorite authors. Um, and I want to get to that part in a bit. Um, and the most important thing that is that you take a break when you are tired. Sometimes, of course, uh, you cannot um, keep at something, even if you love it, to keep at it for hours and hours. You have to take a break sometimes to, be, to get re-inspired, so to speak, to let your creative juices flow. And so I thought I would kind of, at this point, uh, tell you how I, or, or take you through how I um, prepare for each episode of my podcast through my creative process, so to speak. So usually I start with some research, and this is part of the keep learning, right? I always have to research whatever topic I'm discussing because in the end, uh, you know, there are so many ideas out there and I need to uh, understand the, the whole concept and the different viewpoints on it before I give you my own take on it. Um, then I put notes together. And then I take a break from the whole thing because if I'm going to immediately to say take some notes and then write a whole episode, um, it wouldn't really be inspired. You know, it's, I feel that putting together an episode is a bit like cooking. You have to let the dish simmer a bit on, on the fire, you know, and let it um, take all the tastes. Uh, you know, as it simmers. And so, in a way, I usually, uh, you know, after I take my notes, I do that on one separate day. Then I come back to my notes the next day. And of course, during that time, I would have uh, gone through the episode like a million times through my head. And so I would, um, you know, change my notes a bit, add a bit here, add a bit there, take something out. And then uh, the most important thing I find is that. 
uh, I leave room for new ideas even while recording. So even as I'm recording now, if I have you know, a sudden idea, a sudden link, something that that inspired me into a new thought or, I don't know, a new um, take on, on the topic, I, I integrate it. I don't say, oh no, it's not in my notes, I will not use it. So that's important that you keep the creativity open even as you are doing the final touches or the, or the finishing whatever finishing the product up or whatever you want to call it and of course all this is done in, in a space where uh, I feel comfortable where um, you know I feel that um, I can express myself and uh, no one's going to hear me or to judge me and I can do what I like in my space uh, as I'm recording the episode so let's go back to the idea that creativity is a skill that can be learned and improved and refined and the idea is that you know when I started doing this podcast I had no idea of what a podcast is I had no idea what it would take to to uh to prepare for an episode and so I learned and I improved and I refined and I constantly actually am learning and improving and refining and I hope that with each episode I bring you something new and I bring you a better um overall result and so in the end um all this takes practice and you know practice makes perfect in the end and you just have to find your prowess and master it in the end. And I don't know if the word master is, is the right word, because in the end, how can you master anything? Um, I think that even when you become professional at something, you're not really a master of it. You could come very close to being a master, I think, but <laughs> definitely life is about, uh, life, life all in all is a learning curve, right? And so uh, it definitely is a, a learning process throughout. And definitely, like adding spices to, to the mix you need, uh, along with creativity, some curiosity. And I always, when I see the word curiosity, I remember Alice in Wonderland and whenever she's saying, curiouser and curiouser and really without curiosity um there is no imagination i think there is no need to delve deeper into anything there is no need to achieve anything um and with curiosity you need to have the courage especially the courage to be authentic and to express yourself uh, in your creativity and you can do it in many ways of course you can do it in sports in arts, in uh, at work even, you know, sometimes people think creativity uh, has nothing to do with work. Maybe if you're an accountant, you would say, yeah, I'm an accountant. There's nothing creative about it, but that's not true. I believe that in your process of accounting, the way you um, take something and you achieve it and, and the way you, f- you finish it and, and uh, you refine the, the methods and uh, maybe even if it's the same thing every day, you do it differently every day because of your creativity. And so sometimes even the most mundane things sometimes that, that you think don't require creativity, I believe actually do take uh, up some of our creativity. Now, the beautiful thing about creativity is that um, research has shown that it increases positive emotions, it reduces depression, it reduces anxiety, and proves the general function of the immune system. So can you imagine creativity can even help you uh, not to get sick? 
But funnily enough, research has also shown that many famous artists and writers and, and creators suffer f- or, or suffered from major depressive disorders, from bipolar disorder, from schizophrenia, from anxiety. And in fact, uh, it has also been proven that anger, especially at injustices or unfairness, is a great source of some of the most amazing creativity. And you can see this mostly in female authors and artists, such as Frida Kahlo. I'm sure you've heard of her. Uh, she's a painter, and uh, she has painted a lot of um, rebellious and somehow dark paintings. Um, you have writers such as Sylvia Plath and Emily Dickinson. Sylvia Plath actually was um, uh, so depressive that uh, she actually uh, committed suicide or tried to commit suicide at some point and then she actually died of suicide at the age of 30. Um, and Sylvia Plath's writing, of the, her most famous writings are The Bell Jar and her poem Daddy, which is really, um, you know, very, very strong word that she actually called him a bastard at the end of, of her poem. Um, there's also Emily Dickinson, who also is a, she was, she was viewed as like this, um, if you want a rebellious, um, poet, and she also uh, was viewed as someone who paved the way to a new type of poetry, a new style of poetry, but she also suffered from depression and mood swings, um, and she was said to have sporadic creativity. And she actually, she has written so many things also about death and about, um, anxiety and um, you know about suffering but um, I also view uh, Emily Dickinson as someone who has written brilliant things and very positive things as well and she is famous for um, I am nobody who are you are you nobody too and she's written some lighter poetry as well. So apparently she's had like a lot of mood swings and some some of her work was darker than others. And I had mentioned Frida Kahlo before, the artist uh, who suffered from polio, uh, depression. She also attempted suicide. She had also bipolar disorder and PTSD. And so all these poets and, and authors and, and um uh, artists, their creativity reflected um, their mental state, their, their negative mental state, so to speak. But of course, uh, I don't want to concentrate only on female artists uh, who were afflicted with mental health issues. There were so many men who have also suffered from uh, from mental issues. Uh, there's Edgar Allan Poe. I'm sure you've heard of the Telltale Heart, and Andrew Allan Poe is famous for his very, very dark and macabre short stories and poetry. Another author who suffered from um, also mental health issues is Ernest Hemingway. He was the one who wrote The Old Man and the Sea, and uh, his short stories are also filled with a bit of, you know, the darker side of humanity. I am sure he suffered from PTSD because he was a soldier uh, at one point in his life. Uh, But other names that um, I'm sure will bring... um, uh, famous to you. Uh, there's Nikola Tesla, Wolfgang Andreas Mozart, Beethoven, Leo Tolstoy, Isaac Newton, Steve Jobs, Albert Einstein, Abraham Lincoln, Winston Churchill, Edvard Munch, Vincent van Gogh, Pablo Picasso, and Goya. So all these were artists 
um, writers, poets, musicians who <laughs> who suffered from mental illness and created genius. And there is definitely a correlation between creativity and what we can refer to as the mad genius. But in the end, not all artists and creators and writers suffer from mental and mental health issues, of course. Um, maybe those who suffered in silence expect themselves in darker topics of despair and anxiety, but then those, there are those who had a sunnier disposition and who express themselves with more optimism even when uh, creating darker material. What is the most important is that you express yourself. Um, in the end, creativity is therapeutic. And even when you have, um, you know, some mental illness, creativity helps you release uh, the darkness, release the anxiety. And in the end, creativity does not have to be a famous piece of art or writing or invention. Creativity can be had, as I said before, in the office, in the garden, in the kitchen, in any uh, hobby that you that you have. We only talk uh, more about um, famous works and inventions because it is easier to point out um, some things there and to use them as a reference. Uh, but many studies have shown uh, a strong correlation between creativity and well-being and happiness. And even though suffering, as I said before, from mental health issues, they diffuse their intense emotions through creativity. And so creativity ultimately brings satisfaction and joy and peace of mind. And I'm going to end with a couple of quotes, uh, once by Albert Einstein, who says, Creativity is seeing what others see and thinking what no one else thought. I'm going to repeat that. Creativity is seeing what others see and thinking what no one else thought. And then Elizabeth Gilbert says, A creative life is an amplified life. It's a bigger life, a happier life, an expanded life, and a hell of a lot more interesting life. And I cannot agree more. On this note, I shall end today's episode on creativity. Next week, we shall delve into the topic of expectations. So make sure you tune in then. For now, I wish you a lovely weekend and send you all my love. See you next Friday.